Yeah, we're, we're on time. Yeah, we're uh, running short here. So I got a, I got a short one today. So I found a short one. Oh, he did find something other than... Something, something quick okay. and easy, and it kind of relates into jumping into Gareth next week. Okay. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Like a pre-open water open water that want to get done. A pre-open water, open water. Is it legal? <laughs> <laughs> Only in Ohio. <laughs> Interesting story, though. Out of Scuba Diving Magazine, March of 2001, I was flipping through and found the editorial talking about Independence Day. We hold these... We hold this truth to be self-evident. Divers deserve a free press. And uh, like finishing up our little L.A. <laughs> okay. County, okay, we're still LA on County the uh, law thing. The rights know. and freedoms of all divers shall not be infringed upon. Infringed upon. Well, uh, I, I think. Give me diving or give me death. Give me dive liberty or give me death. The industry was kind of uh, getting a little pissed at these guys for like trashing some of the, the products. You know, when you their, say in these their, guys, in their, their reviews. reviews. Yeah, yeah. Really, Rodale scuba diving was getting a little heat for trash. And here I'm thinking, like, basically you buy your review from Rodale's. Because a lot of the things I see reviewed, I'm like, really? They were saying that um, I have a dog you could kick, quote unquote. Rodale scuba <laughs> diving publisher uh, told me as I slumped out of a... Uh, out of the office after a particularly bad day. Or maybe you'd like to give my son cigarette burns on his arms and legs. I'm not a sadist, <laughs> but I was the reason for Dane's tough day. On a recent Monday, I probably set a Rodale sports group record for amount of ad dollars canceled in one day due to objective editorial. $240,000. Sure, I felt sorry for my friend Dane and his sales reps, who work on commission, but let me make this clear. They don't want or need my pity. The editorial integrity always wins in the end. Well, this sounds good. I mean, I like to hear, like, uh, and I'm hoping it's all true and real. Any magazine can give away copies to some group's memberships, but our readers value this magazine and its editorial so much that they seek it out and pay a premium for it. Fortunately, there are ample advertisers in our industry who understand the difference. I want you all to know that the advertisers in this magazine, with only an occasional exception, are in it for the long haul. And put your safety and enjoyment first. Look at the destination travel guides in this issue on Cozumel, Bermuda, Bonaire, Curacao, and Aruba. Notice the byline. By the readers of RSD. Those are your ratings and your verbal... Comments? Yes. Critiques. You are marketers. I'm an editor. Your job is to sell stuff and grow the industry. My job is to cover it as a journalist. Frankly, one of the things that has held back the growth of the industry is that too many dive magazines have been willing to give in to pressure from advertisers like you and substitute marketing fluff for good journalism. Uh, and they, uh, they print this, uh, the price of truth. Check here for regular updates on advertising dollars lost due to exercising freedom of the press. Estimated amount lost in 2001, $150,000 from equipment manufacturers. Reason stated was because of disappointing reviews. And um, $90,000 from training agencies. Stated reason, editorial harmful to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, bravo, Rodales, for putting your neck out there. Yeah. I mean... The fact of the matter is you can't review everything and have all good things to say about everything. 
that's just not the way things work. Well, you There's can in the rainbow... Uh, <laughs> in the ra- reading rainbow the world. Ra- reading rainbow We're all good people down underneath. No. There are some that are not good people. Good in the sense of their head is screwed on right. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, we can go in depth on that, but we're not going yeah. to. No, no, no we time. got other stuff to do. Yeah. Hey, you know why? Because you listen to the Great, Great Dive Podcast, people, and uh, we got work to do. Um, we're getting ready to do some uh, some fun stuff next week, and this is just kind of a little lead up to it. Uh, kind of looking back at those good old lessons for life and the same old story in the olden days. And next week, we're going to get into a new story and a, a new way of thinking that's kind of really making a, a very important impact in the industry. A new a new viewpoint, a yeah. new way to look at the way things are done. Yeah. I like that because it's so, much needed. Yeah, very much needed. So in the Lessons for Life by good old John Hardy, he has a story about old buddies, old gear, old training result in... Old people. The same old story. Same old song and dance, and man. This is a, uh, SOS. this is another recipe for disaster tale as old as time <laughs> that uh, you may have heard us talk about before. It's part of what you love about the old Great Dive podcast. Good old story days when we would look at some of these old issues and look at how they just snowball into disaster. It's the same old story. Now, I mean, now, these two guys, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time growing up at the dive shop, I heard almost the same exact story. <laughs> I'd be a rich man. We'd yeah. be... Uh, yeah. We'd be... We'd be in our own private we'd be, studio. We'd be podcasting from, the, from the, the sun deck of my Key Largo home, looking out on the gorgeous turquoise blue waters. Turquoise. Of- good. 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 Emerald comes to my mind. Turquoise a green, is a better. <laughs> I know it's, it's a greeny bl- emerald, Gre- bluish. Emerald, <laughs> emerald reminds me of Lake Ontario on the ruby red waters of. <laughs> so let me ask you something. Go ahead. What what do we, what do you get if you combine shore diving with poor fitness? Shore fitness. <laughs> shitness. <laughs> shitness. <laughs> you get some shitness. And uh, there's there's a lot of divers out there that you you can tell joined a new shitness program. Wow! No, uh, shore diving with poor fitness, unserviced gear, nice. A dash of bad judgment. Dash, and, mo- and most importantly, you got to mix in a hangover. A hangover. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot ego. You forgot something like I know what to. I got this. Yeah, good point. There's, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> I got this. There's nothing wrong. With Hardy that. doesn't mention it, yeah. but I'm I'm sure that somewhere in this recipe there's a there's a healthy, a healthy wallop mm-hmm. of uh, some ego in there. Three cups of ego. So let's uh, let's set the stage for this. There's two divers, Joe and Hal. How come uh, I want equal rights in this day and age? How come they can't be Barbara and, and Karen? No, we need a like an asexual name like Terry. We don't know what the hell Terry is. It doesn't matter. This day and age, doesn't matter. Terry. Barbara and Terry. What about Bobby and Terry? That way they're both. They're both. They're both. Who knows is, where they're know at? either one. Yes. Okay. Well, Bobby infers, like, most Bobbies, you know, as a female, they're kind of hot-ish. Bobby's as a guy, though? Bob's as a guy. Just like, hey, my name's Bob. No, not you Bob. Know. Bobby. Bobby? Oh, Bobby as a guy? I don't know. My, my kid's roommate is named Bobby. Most He's, most uh, Bobbies. Listen, if you hear it's Bobby, let me it's tell nice you. Guy. This is what I hear. Yeah. You hear Bobby, it's either a boy kid or it's a woman. A hot chick. Hot Bobby. Like Bobby Sue. Bobby Sue. Bobby Joe on Petticoat Junction. Do you remember her? Is no. it Bobby Joe? How fucking old are you, man? Dude, you have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Petticoat Junction. I get, every day I'd come home from school and it would be, you know, that damn song is burned into my head. Anyway, the Bobbies that I've have, were always based on that Bobby. Bobby's a unique name. Right? Yeah. Now, Terry. 
So uh, that's where my <laughs> Terry could be a guy or a girl. Easy. Yes, yes. The guys that I know uh, named Terry are like motorcycle dudes. It's Terry. Don't fuck with him. He'll, no. t- he'll grab he'll grab his fucking Kickstarter, tear it off the bike, and beat you with it. The girls that you know that are Terry. She'll grab the Kickstarter off the bike <laughs> and beat you with it. <laughs> All right. So in this case, though, Bobby and Terry, they'd been diving together locally for many years. Every year, that May through October stretch. So they're, they're your typical Midwestern local divers. You know, uh, weather's getting nice again, which it is right now for us. You know, we're recording this second day of May. Right. May 2. May deuce. Although this is going to release a little bit later it's in the, the month. But, the uh, day May. May's kicking off, right? So it's May kickoff May season. Old. And so I thought I thought this made, nice. made good sense for the for this show. Now, neither Joe nor Hal in this story, Bobby or Terry, had taken any advanced courses since their entry-level course. After which... They purchased budget dive equipment that they had never had serviced. Both of them owned dial reading gauges, but not computers. And even though the springtime water temperatures were in the mid-40s, they still dived in their old wetsuits. Both were smokers without a regular fitness program or recent medical exams. How Do we know their age? Well, this guy's name's Hal. So I'm, I'm guessing he's got to be old. He's 53 <laughs> he's at the time. Got to be old. <laughs> I don't know any Hal's. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm Not in enough. that region of 53. By and by in, I mean I'm exactly 53. I don't know I'm a keep single. In mind, Hal. Keep in, well, keep in mind this 53 would have been oh, 20 years ago oh, too. So, true. That's so it would have been, a, it'd have been like a 73 yeah. year old today, which okay. is a little bit older than you. Yeah. A couple, a couple, couple years, a couple years. Yeah, it's not much of a stretch anymore. <laughs> Remember that back in the day when we looked at 53 year olds, like look at those old guys, man. Well, I say this to my wife all the time. I'm like, when we say those old people over there, you know, I'm like, wait. <laughs> That guy's two years younger than me. <laughs> We're the old people over there. We're the old people that young people like we used to be refer to when they say those old people. Those old people who jumped in line ahead of us. And we're like, we didn't jump in line. We didn't see you. Our eyesight's bad. Back off. <laughs> we're still setting the stage here now. Okay. Late one spring night at a party where more alcohol than food was served. Sounds like my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think, uh, I think we used to call that Wednesday dinner. <laughs> exactly. Party. They, uh, they decided to make their annual first dive of the year the next day. The next morning, they fumbled to get all their gear together to check it out. Their tanks had been filled at the end of the last season, and though the tanks no longer registered full, Joe and Hal thought they had plenty of air for a simple shore dive. Hell yeah. Okay, so again, story as old as time, right? I mean, uh, story as old as time. I mean, every every this spring, is like a Disney show. Every every spring, you get the the guys doing doing this dive right mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. Grab some tanks, go out to the local local shore dive site. They got their winter fat on. Got the winter, the winter fat, winter bodies. Um, haven't dove in six months. Mm-hmm. Old crappy gear, and uh, but again, it's. That's the same old short I've. We've done it a bunch of times. Yeah. That complacency kicks in. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, there are some things they're doing right to me in the sense of, well, they're going from a shore dive in a local familiar place. They haven't been dive. You know, this is where you're supposed to kick the rust off, blow the dust off. Now, are there things they should have done? By all means, you know, uh, check full, your gear, right? Check your equipment. Because the the. Even if you, I mean, even if you're starting to dive with a half a tank, if you calculate and plan your gas properly, you could you could conceivably still do the dive. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah. The, you can clearly see that that's not what they're doing. <laughs> they're not starting <laughs> with, with calculating what what I need. Right. You, you know. If you know how to plan gas, you just go by what what you have, and then you'll be able to determine whether you can make the dive or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, do uh, some. If, if you know that you need, you know, if you're doing rock bottom gas planning and mm-hmm. you need 
40 cubic feet, you could conceivably do the dive on a 63. Right. It's not very much bottom time for you, right. but you could do it. Mm-hmm. Versus what these guys are doing, is they're just taking their 80s. Well, there's Whatever air in we it. Got. <laughs> We're going to it. our same place and <laughs> no. our same dive time. No now remember, what. don't run out. <laughs> <laughs> just like they said in class. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's look at this dive. The weather was crisp, clear, and calm. The dive site was easily accessible, and the entry was a simple walk into the water. On descent, they moved slowly and uneasily through the cold and turbid water, inadvertently moving into water deeper than planned. Joe began having difficulty breathing, but thought it was just the first dive of the year jitters. Because that will that will cause the difficulty breathing. Um. Yeah, so is this not a case of perpetual motion that a lot of divers get into right off the get-go of it just just keep going with it, going with it, going with it until it's gone too far and they're well, like, yeah. shit. Well, there you see the situational. I mean, you break it down. Situational awareness is not there. Uh, you know, it is like driving. I want you to figure like, hey, I haven't driven in a year. Are you going to go just out into traffic or are you going to go, wait a minute? Sure, D- you know, dude. Uh, you're not gonna. When I go down on vacation, get in a shitty car. And, <laughs> when I go on vacation for like seven to ten days, right? You and, come back, you're like, and then I get home uh, and I got to drive home from the yeah. airport. I've, what the I've, fuck? I've, I've been behind <laughs> yeah. a wheel, and, and but you're all peaceful now inside. Right. You're like, oh, I gotta peace get my, just I gotta get my road rage <laughs> built back exactly. up before I can drive home. I haven't hated on anyone in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're you just you right. go to merge nobody lets you in of course there's not even a spot people are just right on your ass no turn signals they miss their turn off well that doesn't matter they'll just squash <laughs> fuck you oh, all yeah right <laughs> yeah they're in the left lane mm-hmm. shit there's my exit <laughs> five lanes over <laughs> why didn't i notice well i was texting bobby sue <laughs> for our date later we haven't met. It's a blind date. We just met on Hal. My name's Hal. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get lucky with Bobby Sue, Hal. Not on a never. first date. Not even on a... T- she ain't going to make it past... Bobby Sue would not date a Hal. I just want you to think about that. Hal saw an anchor partly buried in the sand with the line still tangled in the weeds. He began tugging on the anchor, breathing harder all the time. Before he knew it, he's out of air. <laughs> It just happened. Damn. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where these people come from, really. Not not that, like, I don't know. Well, if, if it's uh, back to, you know, the driving Completely thing. Completely unaware. Is it, is, is it the I'm same? I'm out of gas. Is it the same kind of thing as you're driving down the road? Boom. Next thing you know, you look up in the, in the rear view mirror. There's cop lights, like, flashing, <laughs> flashing, flashing. Like, oh, shit, oh, shit, shit. You, got you, six you pull cars. over. Yeah. The cop's like, you know, you're speeding. You're like, I... Dude, I, I didn't even know. I don't you, look sir, at Sir, you were doing thing. 110 <laughs> in, a, in a 45. And you're out of gas. Sir, <laughs> sir Highway to Hell came on the radio, sir. Mm. And it, it, next thing I know, it just, it just happened. So before he knew it, boom, just like that, he was out of air. Everything's all happy, pulling on an anchor. Next thing you know, out of air. He quickly looked around, but apparently he didn't see Joe. No, no you're Joe's got me. his own anchor he's dealing with. <laughs> now you're telling me when you're hungover, standing standing knee deep in the muck, yanking on a on a Danforth anchor. In 45 by, degree water. By line covered in <laughs> with, silt. With a crappy old wetsuit. That's that you're going to lose visibility and lose sight of your buddy? Yeah. Hal tried to ascend, but something, I don't know, weeds or lines or something, held him down and he fell back to the bottom. So... Hmm. Wrapped up, tangled up. It's not looking good for Hal. No. He's never going to make that date with Bobby Sue. You know what he's saying to himself right now? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, hell no. You did not just go there, Hal. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Joe, you know, the good buddy, (laughs) he saw clouds of bubbles coming from Hal. You know what he said? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> He's out of air. I'm going over there. I just want to, I got to bring this up because this, this shit bothers me a lot. You know, and maybe don't put, but. No, you, I know where you're going. Go for it. He's out of air. Yeah. Yep. Supposedly. Right. Bubbles. But, but bubbles are everywhere. 
the CO2 that's building up in, in you is causing you to breathe. That's your urge to breathe. That's why it's really like you should worry about it. Not There's a minuscule amount to really play on your, the narcosis effect of... It's just like oxygen is nar- narco- right, narcotic. Right. But you know, you're not going to really feel it because your body's metabolizing it. So the amount that's tra- getting there to actually have a narcotic effect to your brain is negligible. It's not really like... And narcosis isn't the thing that you know I'd focus on. It would be the gas density and the breathing difficulty and the CO2 buildup that's causing you to want to breathe more. You can't get your breath, so you feel you're running out of air. And you can't move gas because it's too thick. And the CO2 just keeps building and building and building. And you can't. It, that's where people like, I, I can't, I'm over-breathing the reg. You're just over-breathing your body. Right. You're, you're over-breathing yourself. The reg will exchange gas like it always has been. But your body is not getting rid of the CO2. It's, so it's, you, you, you want to breathe you more. trick yourself into thinking. I'm out of gas. I'm out of I'm gas. I'm out of gas. And that, the reality of it is you're, you've got gas and the reg's supplying it, but your body's not ridding your body, not ridding itself of carbon dioxide. That's the problem. And that's because of gas density. That's because you're building it up and you can't get rid of it. You can't move it. In other words, it's too thick. But it, when yeah, you get down the, deep, I mean, we're talking about deep, but even in the shallow stuff, yeah, working well, he, they, is the they, same thing. They don't thing. say where, where they were, but they did say that they went deeper than, than they, they planned. planned right? right. So, but yeah, you get down below 100 feet, CO2, even, even 100, yeah. and let alone Four times beyond thicker. 150 feet. Yeah. I mean, just the five mere, times, just six the times mere thicker. fact of, mm. of breathing is exhausting to the body. Right. Because the gas is thick. It's like soup now. It's like six, 150 feet, six times thicker. Yeah, and, and then, then that, then that surface. vicious cycle just starts to run away on itself. Right. That's why we kind of pre... I mean, the, I, I love that they say, oh yeah, helium gets rid of the narcosis, and it does. But the big thing helium does is it thins that gas out. Thins it out so you're breathing even thinner than... You know, so the air at the surface when you're down at depth. At the at the very minimum, right? The uh, simplest, most non-working thing that you can do underwater is simply be down there breathing. Mm-hmm. And if if that is exhausting you, just think. Let alone, work. let Shitty alone buoyancy. <laughs> right, bad bad trim. No propulsion carry, technique. Carrying a bunch of clips, hang right. stuff hanging all off of working. you, dragging. Right. Now, then you add all of that on top of it. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, and that, that's what gets me is like, okay, we look at this this little incident and you can see how it happens because we come from a, a viewpoint of CO2 is my enemy. Carbon dioxide is my enemy. How do I uh, address that concern at depth? Even in 40 feet of water, 50 feet of water. CO two is a is a killer. It's still. Right? Yeah. I mean, we've been we've done numerous articles over the years where right. that's exactly what it was. Hell, at the surface, it was the CO two that that, that, that killed the guys. You know, it, a couple times we've talked about that, and yet we didn't hear anything about this about CO two other than the narcotic effect of it. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah. care about the narcosis of it. Anyway, the long story short is what I'm trying to get at is that we're looking at this and who knows what depth? It's probably very recreational, you know, above a hundred feet. And you can see he's over-breathing his rag. As you can see, he's got bubbles coming. So you know he's got gas. He's not out of gas right now. Maybe he's feeling he's running out of gas. And that's what I'm getting at is that CO2 drive inside your body that, you know, from the amount of CO2 cursing through your blood, that drive to get more, more, it's really the drive to get rid of the CO2 in your blood. That's what the drive is. So you, but you breathe more. Sure, that causes sure. you to breathe. You can't keep up with it. You, you, no matter how much you breathe, you still feel like you need to breathe more. And that's where this I'm out of gas feeling comes from. Not to mention, you will be out of gas because you're breathing more, you're breathing faster. You're going to be out of gas shortly. Not to mention you know, what, what a lot of people are doing when they're, when they're working and exercising. I mean, all you got to do is go to the gym, mm-hmm. jump on a treadmill, lift some weights, you, you'll see and you'll notice in your body that a lot of people, when they struggle with something, they hold their breath. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which build, the CO2 spikes even more. Yeah, pulling mm-hmm. on that anchor to get that up, spiking the CO2. 
which then turns into heavy, heavy breathing, right? right. I mean, you, you uh, kick up the, the the speed or the incline on a treadmill, you feel your body, <sighs> well, you get into that pattern of uncontrollable breathing mm-hmm. pattern to rid that CO2, let alone you increase the density of that gas with depth, you're, even further you're going to start exacerbating that. Truth, I mean, there, there's, it's, it's that vicious cycle. We've talked about it, and to us, this is the cycle you you are trying to avoid. And that's where the buoyancy control, the streamlined equipment, and the expertise with your your propulsion technique pay, moving slowly. Pay huge dividends right. in the in the big picture. Because yeah. that's what's gonna keep you from having this accident. This is an ad this is the snowball. It's like this is you, you just took a your hand and put it to get you know, grabbed a bunch of snow and started making the snowball to build this humongous avalanche snowball. So of course Bubbles coming, bubbles coming, bubbles coming, working hard, working hard. Eventually, bubbles are going to stop. (laughs) Well, there you go. So Hal's regulator was out of his mouth, and there was fluid in his mask. Joe was breathing hard. He grabbed Hal and started to swim up, but couldn't ascend. Joe let go of Hal and made a rapid ascent to the surface. (laughs) Hal's effed, man. (laughs) That's... uh... Again, like there was another article I was playing around with this too about like solo diving, you know, and it's like when it's shit like this, you see why people go, I'm just solo diving, man. Yeah. Again, that there's so many bad assumptions. Joe leaves going, I had to make a rapid ascent because I was helping out how. And that's why I had my problem. There's so many fallacies in in the ultimate opening argument there. On the surface, some divers nearby found Joe floating, semi-conscious, and breathing with difficulty. They towed him ashore, and he was rushed to a hyperbaric chamber where he was treated for an air embolism and later released, but with a number of neurological deficits. Hal's body was recovered later that same day. How's Hal? How's he doing? (laughs) Did he make his date is my question. (laughs) Bobby Sue's like, I stood up again. Well, he was a bad driver. <laughs> so like, Bobby Sue's like, I am never, <laughs> never going on. Tinder I am never. Again. I'm never doing a Tinder <laughs> with a scuba dive ever again. Yeah, you never know. Lessons for life. Get this: an analysis of this accident reveals violations of safe diving practices in a number of areas. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me yeah. count the ways. <laughs> One, <laughs> two. You may never know. Three. <laughs> There were some medical issues going on. Like I say, how old were they? Yeah, scuba diving requires both long-term and short-term fitness. Regular medical exams are increasingly important with age. I don't know. I want you to just take a, just type in scuba diver and take a Google search on the images. And tell me what you see. <laughs> I'm hoping it's all hot chicks and bikinis. <laughs> it would be nice. Standing on the beach. I don't know what Google search you're using. <laughs> No, I think uh, anybody, especially you, you work in the dive shop, you see them day to day. We're not the most fit demographic. Well, people take that for granted because they, they they look at it being like, well, you're in the water. Right. I've got all the weight off. I feel weightless. You know, I don't have to work. It's And, well, let's say nine times out of ten, hopefully that's the case for you. If you got your shit together, you, you don't have to work. Right, for the that's, most part. That's I mean, the, that should be the idea. But, but you gotta, you have to be physically fit and prepared for the tenth dive. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. That's you know, what I'm. Uh, I guess. Right. When, if if nine times out of ten everything's all happy, wonderful. Well, ten's gonna come eventually. You're gonna go. You're gonna submerge. It's beautiful. You come up. There's six footers. Now try to get. On the boat with six Man, footers with your gear a, there, on. Uh, there's an That's up a well. workout a little there's, bit. Uh, Try to do it with twins. There's a down yeah. welling. Yeah, there's and a camera. A current comes that uh, wasn't expected. A current changes right. that wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're we're starting the dive, uh, doing the typical drift where we're going into it, and the current changes, and now the way we want to go back, we're supposed to be drifting. Uh, we got to fight again. What if you have to rescue another diver? What if you've Boom. got to swim yeah. them in a hundred yards? Every, yeah, yeah, everything that you're doing is perfect, but then something's going on with your buddy. Now you got to all the work of yourself, which was mm-hmm. manageable. Now you've just doubled that. 
what if your buddy gets tied up in a in an anchor down at the bottom in the mud? What would you do? You you swim <laughs> over, you see bubbles and bubbles, and then they stop. Yeah, <laughs> and then you try to help. I swear I saw bubbles. You and he was stuck. Yeah, yeah. Not smoking is vital to proper respiratory fitness. While alcohol should be consumed in moderation, if at all. <laughs> True. Well, I think you know. Still, this in two thousand and one, smoking still had its oh yeah claw into a lot of people, a lot of divers still. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and twenty, I think a lot of divers have made the realization that it just. They're fucking vaping now. That's what they're doing. I don't smoke. I'm vaping. It's better for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, good for me. There's a, there's a nightmare. In and Vaping's of getting sold like oh, it's like vitamin E. It's 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 like vitamins. It's vitamin V. <laughs> vitamin V, man. I'm good. I'm actually extending my life by vaping. I think they're gonna they're it's gonna come around like oh fucking vaping. You're better off, you know. Eating fucking arsenic or something. I uh, oh, it's gonna be that way. It looks I, ridiculous I, too, though. God Almighty, does it just look ridiculous? The, what are you doing? What the hell put is their that? Fist up to their mouth. We had some equipment problems. Barely adequate equipment purchased years ago and unsurfaced is insufficient for safe diving. It would be better to rent dive gear. True, that is true. But that's a that's a hindsight thought that obviously isn't yes. isn't fair to bring in at this point. I think we'll get into a lot of that talk next I mean, week, but it's they have their own gear. They're going to dive their own gear. I mean, nobody's going to say, my old crappy stuff for this basic, basic out, little dive, um, maybe I should rent gear for this one instead. I think the, they the should reason, have checked it out. I think that's not well, unfair. No, that's not uh, unfair. They they definitely should have. You can't just some, assume yeah. that all your gears. And in order to check it out, you have to know how to check it out. You didn't, you're not just looking. You're going to pull it out, look at it, and go, looks good to me. Yeah, hold you, your thumb up to yeah. it. <laughs> That's good. That's not checking out your gear. No, no. But if you if you, if you you take six months off, and then your checkout of your gear is jumping in the water to <laughs> check out your gear. Go find an anchor in this muddy seaweed down deeper than we planned on, on a who knows how much gas was in their tank dive. We still don't know that. Right. All we know it's not full. Dry suits are vital for some diving conditions. It would be better not to dive at all than take the risk of diving without proper thermal protection. And again, that's a hindsight that, yes, it's true, but I don't think that's fair to throw into this situation. Again, these guys have their gear. It's mid-40s. They're used to diving in that water. Are they really? Are are they really used to diving in mid-40s? If it's the beginning of the season, I would say. Well, again, they they said earlier these guys have been diving for years, and they do this traditional May to October schedule. So they're getting in the water in May regularly, Hmm. you know, year after year after year. But they're getting getting older and older and older and smoking more and more and getting more and more out of shape. I think Hal was on heroin. Just coming off of a hangover. Hal actually... That's he had like more of a, a problem I would throw in there. Three pounds of bacon for breakfast to boot. Um, we Man, can we gotta find we, out. We, uh, we should find out what restaurant <laughs> they went to. That sounds pretty good. Whenever there is a possibility of an entanglement of any kind, carry a cutting tool. Oh, they didn't have a cutting device, eh? You always—that's basic. I mean, you always have a cutting device. Yeah, I mean, isn't that just a standard piece of gear? Well, according to Scuba 101, for the, for it the is. Mere, for the mere fact of you're underwater and entanglement is a likelihood, yeah. you should but have you, some sort of a cutting device. You demean it, it though, you, by car- making them carry a snorkel. That's my thing. People are like, they make us carry a snorkel too. The snorkel goes and so does the knife because it's, it's grouped together. We don't hardly use it. Okay, sure. But, but you need it when you need it. Yeah. So, I mean, but you don't need a snorkel when you need You don't need a snorkel. Yeah, but if you were. So, so here's the thing. <laughs> This is another tangent we didn't have to go down. Here's the thing. If I was diving out in the open ocean off of a liveaboard where I'm in literally the middle of effing nowhere, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have it strapped to my head, but there's a pretty good chance I'd have, put a, it in a pocket. I'd have a I'd have mm-hmm. a circle in a pocket for the for the case of come to the surface and that boat is long effing gone for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I just had a, two customers come into the shop yesterday diving down in Turks and Caicos. Got left. Got left. Nice. They obviously got picked up. Uh, hours later, like the boat went back to shore. Uh, couldn't find one of the one of the. Uh, they were having an issue. They, they uh, the instructor dive master said we we need to swim into shore. So they they blow 
the so boat, the boat, boat assumed the boat, the boat assumes all of them swam into shore, and then no, oh no, one of them's still missing. Holy shit! She was floating out in the the middle of the ocean for two hours. Wow. Hmm. So it's a piece of gear that is valuable to a diver in certain environments. It doesn't make any sense, in my opinion, to have it strapped to your head. Right. Underwater. Well, it doesn't make any sense. But there's times where it's valuable. Oh, and, and useful. when you want a snorkel, it's a great thing to have. Yeah. It beats and, not and, having uh, a snorkel if you are going to <laughs> snorkel. Right. But going into an environment where there's a likelihood where you would need a snorkel and then go, shit, I should have had a snorkel, de- defeats the thinking portion. Well, if right? there's a good and, possibility, right? right? And, and, That's the and thing. Looking at a dive going, yeah, probably should have had a dive knife for that dive I did. You should always Earlier. just have a knife. It's, you should have some sort yeah. of, a, or at least some sort of a cutting device. The difference being, too, a knife doesn't interfere with your streamlining. Right. Uh, it doesn't interfere with Especially you donating when a long you're looking hose. At a, doesn't do you're anything. You're going to your local little muddy, weedy, fishing liney, tangly environment. Mm-hmm. I is, agree. Yeah. Is different than doing a, you know, a drift dive along a reef. Even then, though, you run into a yeah. net. Yeah, you run into something. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a wouldn't valuable. It'd be nice to be able out. to cut yourself out of a net. I don't know if you've ever got caught in a net, but fish—they swear against them. They hate them. Nets. They Nets. wish they had a dive knife. <laughs> Begin dives with full tanks, including a reserve for contingencies. That's just proper gas plan. Unless the situation clearly allows for less air. Yeah. If you go under twenty feet, you're going to play around on the platform, practicing skills, which is probably what that dive should have been. Is exactly what right. that should have been. But even still, you're not going to just have the, the gas plan of oh, yeah. swim till we run out of air, then we got to go up. Right, right. I mean, it's still, you still got to have an idea of what you're going to plan or what you're going to use and, and what you need for reserve for sure. That's just cool. Plus, it's good practice that you are able to, okay, I, I know what I need for my rock bottom. And, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that means that not a, 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 an important part of prepping for the season yeah. is prepping that mental game as well and, and getting that thinking on, back mm-hmm. under track and um, that, that pre-dive check, that pre-dive plan of, of getting on the same page with the, the people you're diving with. That's all part of the brush that's off, all, right? Yeah, the, that's uh, all part of that as well. So that, that, that kickoff dive, that, that spring cleanup dive, that, that getting ready for the season dive isn't, ah, let's just go in the water and wing it and kind of get back into the right. groove. The The point of it is to get back on good habits. Right. Yeah. And get the, the season the, ready. Get the rest off. Yeah, yeah. Get that season ready with all those traits that we, at the end of the last season, we were really in our groove. You were honed, baby. I know you got, you, you are giving these guys a little more leeway. I think they should have known exposure protection. I think they should have known cutting device. Well, I guess when when I look back at what I was saying earlier is if I had a dollar for every time yeah, yeah, yeah I true. heard this story, right? And, right? and this is, I mean, the majority of people get into scuba. They take their open water class. And the ones mm-hmm. that go, dude, this is awesome. I really, I'm, I'm going to really become a diver. Uh, let me buy some gear. Okay. Well, there's all this stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to, what kind of deal can I get? <laughs> You got What's a, a Kmart oh you got, special. Oh, you got a seven ninety nine package. I'm going to do the seven ninety nine package, right? Yeah. And they get into it, You're and like, then, that's really for tropical. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to do the Cozumel trip coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. I want that ch- just cheapy little package, and then they decide, oh well, I'm going to I'm going to do some local dives too. I got right. some gear. Well, right. then, and, and now they're they, in, yeah, and now they're, they're in cold water. Local, well, mm-hmm. okay, and, with a like a, a BCD that has twelve pounds of lift on it or something, or even yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the point is, that rarely does the person get to the point of mm-hmm. rebuying the gear, right, to suit, to suit the, the environment. environment. They make the gear that they have work in the environment that they want to go for a to. while. Yeah, unless you know, they're, yeah, it, yeah. unless they mm-hmm. got their shit together and they're exactly. smart and they're they thinking and, and they've they gotten the education go. to to keep. Yeah, they do, this doesn't work. This is where, like, you could see the value of a mentor, like a guy who does dive locally quite a bit, and you're diving with him. The guy would be, you know, for example, I've he had be, this with people where I, would, I would go, "You're not going. We're not. No. What are you doing? Yes, it, it's you're like going to have a hard time here. Showing up to an ice diving class with a seven millimeter wetsuit." Well, we've seen this. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that, right? Now, a mentor would look at you and laugh right. and go, are you fucking kidding me? 
Yeah. No. I'm not going to deal. Well, that's the, how, how would you look at it? As a mentor, I look at it like I'm going to have to deal with your problem. Right. The, that's gonna the be, instructor yeah, would go, okay, well, shit, we got to get this done. You we're know, used to dumb know. shit. Instructors also were used to dumb shit. So as a student, it's one thing. You're paying the bill. You want to do it this way. You can you can talk till you turn green, but if it's in the standards, oh, yeah, they can use a wetsuit. Okay, dumbass. Right. Use your wetsuit. And that's my job. I'll have to make sure you make it back. But as a mentor. Yeah, as, as a say, mentor, when somebody tells you. The it, the, You're not the, paying the, me. The first dives of the season, yeah. we're gonna we're jumping in wet into our local cold-ass water. You're like, dude. Local cold-ass water. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, and eventually you realize because of this relationship you have with somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm a local diver. I'm a cold water diver. I'm getting into a dry suit. Thank you. And hopefully that person that's like you are a mentor to, you as a mentor would say, don't you have any respect for me in my opinion and my my knowledge and my expertise because I think that's why you use me as a mentor. Don't be a dumbass. Speaking of instructor, there was also some areas of safe diving practices involving training that went awry in, That's this, unusual. in this lesson for life. That's unusual. One of the best ways to improve your diving skills, safety, and enjoyment is to take additional dive training. Dive planning includes setting limits for depth, time, and air. I mean, a lot of the agencies have got the Con Ed program spiel down pretty well. Mm-hmm. But there's still a ton of people that just have their open water. Yeah. And that's it. And even the ones that do their advanced, you know, it's two days of diving, Mm -hmm. you know, literally the day after they got their open water card. Right. And they want it for the card because now I can go to the 100 foot. Now I can get on the deeper boat. Yeah. Right. 100 foot charter. It says must have advanced. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with really gaining the experience that you should have in that environment. It just means getting a little card for a credential to let you do something. So what are you saying? The certification doesn't really mean you're qualified or really aptly able to perform the skills necessary to do the dive? It says right here I have advanced decompression procedures. I'm certified. So, so let me get this straight. You, uh, you can now adequately set your computer to tell you how to dive, or you can read it, or you can you can follow the orders from your computer. I, you know what to do when it starts beeping. I can tell it to give me different <laughs> orders. I can, uh, I can select a different algorithm for my decompression. Okay, enough said. Problem solved. There you go. <laughs> Don't get me going on that whole fucking computer thing. Recovering objects underwater, particularly heavy ones, is a specialty skill that requires additional equipment. And a class. <laughs> um, but true. Yeah, yes. You, you don't go lifting heavy shit underwater. Right? You don't, basically, you don't work underwater. You don't work underwater. If you're, if you're working underwater, you're doing, doing something, something wrong. wrong. Even in commercial school. Because you'd be working, you know, you'd, there's heavy shit to be doing. The thing you had to learn was, I can't work under here. I can remember doing heavy, hard work, like in the mud. And I used to have to take my helmet and turn the gas up to get to get that CO2 out of me. Sure, because if you're working your ass off underwater, yeah. you're not using your tools correctly. Right. Whether it's a wrench or your fins. Exactly. You know, Something's wrong. Yeah, you can't be working underwater. Even that's I guess what I'm getting at is that was one of the things that was like drilled into us was you don't want to be breathing heavy underwater. That's the beginning of the cycle that we we've talked about. You can't the heavier you breathe, the, the less you're getting rid of that CO2. If you need to rescue a buddy underwater and you can't swim him to the surface, use his positive buoyancy by inflating his BCD, ditching his weights or both. Again, hindsight is great, but if these guys were diving actively They'd, all the time, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have gotten into this issue, right? Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. So but hindsight's you, always twenty. Yeah, when you when you're right when you, when you're trying to brush off the 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 rust of the winter, mm-hmm. take it easy. <laughs> have a planned skills refresher kind of dive in a very easy environment, not in the mud, not in weeds. Not deeper than you planned, not with less gear, gear than you planned, or air than you planned, or gas than you planned. 
and with uh, equipment and, and, that you've checked out. And not being almost out of gas <laughs> and deciding, shit, let's go. Let's just drag this anchor to the surface. Yeah. I'm but curious how always, much gas they had because always, I bet it's like we had 1,000 or 1,200 in an 80. And they went down. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what that's I'm what thinking. Sounds, they yeah, did something stupid like, yeah, like yeah. that. Not so, even two grand. Not even twenty five. Okay, so we're gonna go down. I, I get it. Let's go down. We're gonna do a ten minute little dive on twenty feet. You know. In twenty feet on a platform. Yeah. I'm gonna do a couple gas shares. We're yeah. gonna do some mass yeah. flood and clear. Practice our buoyancy. Not. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go get this anchor. Not. I'm gonna go do an exploration <laughs> dive. <laughs> I'm gonna do an exploration yeah. dive way deeper than I normally go. Try to recover something on a fraction of the gas that I would have if mm-hmm. I was going to plan that dive. Thank you. Let alone just wing it. Slow, deep, relaxed breathing significantly improves your diving efficiency, comfort, and safety. Really? <laughs> Listen, are you taking notes? <laughs> I want you to know this. Write this down. Rapid, shallow breathing can lead to overbreathing the regulator when the regulator can't deliver the amount of air you demand. Well, and that's the thing. I think that's what we're trying to get at. That regulator is giving you a shitload of air. It doesn't matter. It's how much you're re- you're asking from it. Why are you asking so much? Because you're breathing too heavy of a gas Thank for you. the depth that you're in, which is not to mention you don't have the buoyancy, you don't all have right. the control, you're working really hard. All that is, is above it's and beyond. It's creating more carbon is, dioxide and lactic a, acid in your which body. Which is that cycle which is never going to get right. better. It keeps driving your urge to breathe. That's what you have to tell people. CO2 drives your urge to breathe. In a normal, healthy person, CO2 is the driver. The more CO2 you have, not the lack of oxygen. Lack of oxygen does not drive your your need to breathe. You're not like, oh, I need oxygen. What your body is saying is, I need to get rid of the waste. I need to get rid of it. That's the urge to breathe. If you if you can get that in your head, you'll understand when you're getting the urge to breathe, it's because you you've got CO two building up. It's not because your regulator's not working hard. Exactly. Right. I mean that that doesn't go doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Correct. It's just so rare. It's so rare. It, well, you would know it on every dive right. if it was the regulator's problem. Yeah, you'd know it in ten feet. You'd be like, you'd know Whoa. it. On, yeah, like every dive you did, you're like, God, I got a piece of shit regulator. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a new one. It wouldn't be the one dive when everything goes to shit. Right. All of a sudden, my regulator <laughs> also my, is. This, I'm over breathing my mm-hmm. damn regulator. Yeah. No, that's not the case. Yeah, your body cannot get rid of that CO2. That's all. It just keeps building up. I mean, you may be expelling enough. I mean, expelling the same amount of CO2, but your body's creating way more because you're working harder. You're, that's all there is to it. You're working harder. Well, cool, gang. That was um, that was another same old story, wasn't it? It's an SOS, but it's good. This time of year, people are going to start doing this stuff in the sense of getting back out into the water. But cool, yeah, you know, people are going to do, do a brush up. Yeah, you're going to do the little brush up dives, the uh, the buddy check dives, the spring. Spring cleaning dives, whatever your little group calls them, which are good to do. I mean, this is the time of the year that you should be getting out and doing those, getting ready for the season. Don't be the diver that shows up on the charter boat. Doing right, the shit. To do a 100-foot dive. This is your first dive of the season. It's not right. the place you do that. You know, get out there. Get your practice dives in until they're good. To also, <laughs> let me throw that caveat in there. <laughs> Don't do three or four really shitty dives. If you're doing three or four that, shitty that, dives, that are, you're not ma- doing anything different, yeah, right? Yeah, right. If you do three or four dives that are total clusterfucks, you sh- you're, you're not ready for the, right. the charter boat dive. But you, you would know, think you'd have act, it down in yeah. three dives max. Get your act together. One dive should be good, I think. But I get it. You're not. You're you're out of it. Maybe you're not. You're not into it as much as you were. Two dives, you should have everything brushed off. If you need three or four dives to get back to where you were. I would worry. I'd be like, you I need better some go training. take a class. You need some training. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was a fun little dive. That was a, no, that was education. That was a great dive. That was a great great dive. dive in in the sense of we made it back from it. Uh, oh, Bobby Hal Sue is happy because she didn't end up with Hal. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! Because Hal, yeah. But you know, you kind of feel for these guys in the sense. Uh, they had a uh, harrowing experience. One's dead. 
you know, if this is all a true story, which I imagine yeah, yeah, it wins. is, right? Uh, the other guy's is embolized, going, is embolized, like, but recovered. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. freaking not diving anymore. Oh yeah, he's probably done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All because lack of. Uh, I'm saying it's lack of awareness. I think they don't even they didn't even know like oh we should be checking our oh of course you think? not. I mean they 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 have the mentality of yeah, yeah gonna go do it's it. always yeah. worked it worked it worked last year it's gonna work now nothing changes let's do some more shots <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we tomorrow's going tomorrow's dive is gonna be great <laughs> right, where are we got we're diving tomorrow to tomorrow's dive to tomorrow's dive one more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to, to them, they're like, yeah, we got this. We're totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you get your tank filled? What for? I got 1,200. <laughs> I, I, I got about 1,000. Uh, well, it's three digits. Uh, well, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just come up a little quicker. Yeah, we're fine. We're good. Let's skip the safety stops. 1,000 will last for 20 minutes in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here, let's, uh, let's sign some logbooks here. Yeah. Hand me, uh, hand me your logbook. Uh, t- this is the logbook rainbow. <laughs> there you go. Get well soon, LeVar Burton. Love. Get well soon. Love, LeVar Burton. I love that guy. You don't even know Reading Rainbow, do you? No. Oh, man. Do you know Jordy LaForge on uh, Star Trek Next Generation? Jordy. No, I, I, I'm not a trekker. Well, he goes by Jordy. I know you've, you're Span or French would say Jordy, maybe. Is that where you're getting at? Jordy. That's Yugoslavian <laughs> or Italian? Where are we going with this? But Jordy LaForge, really? With the, with the glasses? No, no, no. Oh, no. man. LeVar, you're not a LeVar Burton fan. I'm president of uh, the LeVar, LeVar, Burton, LeVar fan. Burton fan club, and let me just tell you, he's a great guy. Okay, uh, uh, nerds, <laughs> nerds go over here, <laughs> and uh, us cool guys are going to stay over here. Anyway. All right, Till next week, guys. Uh, good fun stuff coming at you. A lot of, lot of good stuff, a lot yes. of big fun stuff for, uh, for TGDP this spring. So It's going to be huge, huge. Peace out. Live long and, and prosper. Yeah. <laughs>